AMSA AdLib is supported by the academic group. Students on a clinical elective, a rotation, or just observing are required to carry short-term medical malpractice insurance. The academic group offers AMSA members worldwide a 10% discount on this coverage. Visit our website for details at amsa.org academicgroup. Welcome to AMSA AdLib. I'm Rachel. Health information technology on the wards has been spreading rapidly, and it's come a long way, but there's still room for improvement to be usable, convenient, and effective. In this episode, we'll be speaking with two medical students who are working with many of the health IT stakeholders to improve the technology itself, the policies surrounding it, and the training students and physicians receive. The students, Naveed Farouk and Laith DeBoer, spoke with AMSA AdLib's Pete Thompson. My name is Naveed Farouk, and I am a second-year medical student at the University of Alabama School of Medicine. And this summer, I decided to pursue a little bit of a non-traditional summer experience, a little bit different from just going in the research lab and you know grinding out some data, putting up a poster. I instead decided to do a health policy internship in Washington, D.C. with the HIMSS Institute of eHealth Policy. HIMSS stands for the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society. Um, my name is Laith DeBoer. Um, I'm a second year medical student at the University of Toledo College of Medicine in Toledo, Ohio. Um, in May 2014, I graduated from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor with a degree in biomolecular science and political science. Um, and so as a result of that, I found a big interest in policy and health policy specifically, and I came across a wonderful internship on opportunity at the Institute for eHealth Policy under the HIMSS Foundation, where I'm a uh, congressional affairs intern uh, working on a variety of projects, doing a lot of health policy research, and meeting a lot of prestigious physicians in the field. Uh, can, you, can you describe to me sort of what the sort of work the society does? Well, HIMSS encompasses a lot of different stakeholders. That's one of its primary focuses. It mainly um, responds to a lot of government regulation, a lot of legislation, and its real focus is to bring together a diverse group of stakeholders, build consensus in area, and then advise and suggest uh, policy alternatives as well as strengths and weaknesses in policy in regards to health information technology or HIT. HIMSS is a global health nonprofit organization. Um, it has over 50,000 members, over 600 corporations, and 250 nonprofit partners. Um, there are many divisions within HIMSS that hold several responsibilities. Um, there's HIMSS Analytics that focuses on the research and analytics part of health information technology. There is HIMSS International that advances health information technology abroad. And then you have HIMSS North America, which obviously focuses in on the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And HIMSS, uh, you know, under HIMSS, there's a government relations office. This is where Navita and I work. And we focus on really integrating the work of HIMSS um, and seeing how we can advocate for it through policy research and working with congressional officials on the Hill to, you know, advance improving healthcare in the United States uh, through advances in information technology. At the Institute, uh, we work for the uh, government relations team, and the government relations team is comprised of 
a bunch of professionals that uh, specialize in advocating for health IT policy through the different branches of government. So I work for the Congressional Affairs team under Samantha Birch, and what we do is we monitor the bills on the floor of the House and the Senate with regards to health care and specifically health IT policy. Um, we do a lot of the research behind what is the progression of the bill, but more importantly, um, we reach out to our members and try to gauge what the HIMSS community uh, feels about the current policy um, with regards to what's going on on the Hill. And being here in summer 2015, there's a wide range of issues, and we've been pretty busy in congressional affairs. Um, the HELP Committee, which uh, stands for the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee, um, in the Senate have been holding a series of hearings that we've had the privilege of actually to attend live going to the Hill and listening to the different types of conversations that they've been wanting to consider when they delay the you know, meaningful use uh, stage three implementation, for example. So there are a lot of meetings. Uh, you have a lot of different uh, conversations. Uh, on the Congressional Affairs team, we have a lot of projects working um, towards a lot of uh, big, big events coming up, so it's, it's been an exciting time for sure. And I work in the Federal Affairs team. They're a fun, fun group of people, and they have a lot of different jobs. So one of the things that we do in our Federal Affairs team is we gather the input of a couple of different communities, and we essentially develop their perspective on how they want to respond to regulations released by a number of different federal agencies. These include most prominently CMS, as well as ONC, the Office of the National Coordinator, who kind of regulates and handles a lot of the technical implementation and facilitation of different types of health information technology. What we do after we've gathered this input through a series of um, calls, through a series of meetings, is we go ahead and develop commentary letters and we respond to proposed rulemaking uh, items that are released by these different federal agencies. We go ahead and use our community's input to highlight the strengths in particular regulations as well as the weaknesses and possibilities of alternative solutions or alternative little tinkering to um, the regulations that they released. Now we work in conjunction with these communities that are composed of the different members of HIMSS and we work with the federal agencies. So we exist to bridge these two different stakeholders so that we can produce policies that will help and result in improved health outcomes. I think what I've heard from our federal affairs team from each of the members many, many times is that we all share the same underlying philosophy. We want improved health outcomes, we want improved access, and we want a better patient um, experience in, in, in healthcare. And to do that, we all have different ways of looking at it and different ways of getting there. So it's best to come to an agreement to and come to uh, solutions that we can all work through. Now, one of the other things that we do in our federal affairs team is because there's so much going on in the 
in the federal realm, there we release these weekly kind of updates, health IT policy updates that kind of update our members on really, really high yield uh, resolutions that have been passed or rules that are being um, released, as well as important documents and guidelines that would help them. So it saves them time and energy of having to sift through all that's out there. And it's just a really valuable resource for physicians currently, as well as for those who are interested in the realm of healthcare and health IT. What's sort of an example topic that, that you might be specifically supporting or legislation you might support or maybe be opposed to? Well, that's a really interesting question. As Naveed mentioned, um, HIMSS is a very inclusive society. We represent physicians. We represent electronic health record vendors. We represent patients. And so we have what we do when we try to advocate for certain policies is we consult all these different groups and all these stakeholders. But primarily, positions that HIMSS takes are ones that work on improving the administration of health care, increasing access, really triple aim focus, reducing costs, and also increasing patient satisfaction, improving the patient experience through using information technology. Um, so an example that of, one, uh, <clears throat> of an issue that's close to my heart is telehealth. Telehealth is um, you know, using technology to administer and deliver healthcare through different smart medical devices, using video conferencing, for example. And so HIMSS will go to the Hill with stances um, that support telehealth, so supporting funding from, you know, Center of Medicare Medicaid Services, asking them to support funding for telehealth services for Medicare and Medicaid beneficiaries, for example, is one aspect. But there are many policy issues, especially now, um, on the Hill with regards to health information technology. You had um, meaningful use. Meaningful use uh, you know, ha had a big role in implementing electronic health records in hospitals and clinics across the country. And so HIMSS has been a really big part in that conversation as we are a very large stakeholder in health information technology. And as a result, there are a lot of conversations being held now with regards to meaningful use and moving into the final stage um, about how we go about the the next step, because there's been a lot of dissatisfaction, um, but there's also been a lot of positive testimony. So taking the success stories that we hear from our members, for example, and taking them to the Hill and letting legislators know what's working and what isn't so that we can, as we begin to write new policy, that the positive testimony is reflected within that and we can help engage and enforce further advancements throughout the country. So another example of one thing that HIMSS is working on is the meaningful use component. It's a very pertinent issue and is very dear to physicians' hearts because they're having to deal with a lot of this new regulation and a lot of this new reporting criteria. So as we talked about HIMSS' diverse stakeholder population, there were a lot of discussions in the input HIMSS received from its physician community as well as the input it received from its consumer advocacy communities. And taking all that input together, one of the things that HIMSS offered in its comment letter back to several of the federal agencies as well as to congressional leaders discussed about a phased-in approach. There's a real issue regarding meaningful use stage two over just how long 
it would take to implement it. So instead of the 18 months that was prescribed in a lot of legislation currently, which many in the physician community felt was a little bit of a burden, instead what happened is they talked about a little bit more of a phased-in approach where there would be slower increments to, that would build up to the implementation of this meaningful use stage two full criteria. On some of these topics, are these things that you were familiar with before you started your work this summer? And how does your level of expertise compare to your peers in medical school? I'm wondering how widespread the understanding of sort of what what meaningful use is. I mean, what does it mean to them? That's a fantastic point, and that's one reason why Laith and I found this summer experience to be so valuable, because I would argue that a lot of people don't know, Laith and I didn't know as much, and the amount we've learned has been just tremendous. For me personally, I was able to do a dual degree program where I got my MPH in healthcare organization and policy coming into this internship. And throughout medical school, I was really interested in the healthcare aspect of medicine as well. And that led me to join a couple of groups to greater my understanding there. But even then, coming to HIMSS, like you mentioned, there are a few buzzwords that you knew. So you knew what an EHR was, you knew meaningful use, but you didn't know all of the issues that were at play, as well as all of the stakeholders who had a bit to play and what they had to lose, essentially, if they didn't get the discussions or they didn't get the policy implemented in the way they wanted. So just that greater understanding of how the process works to really develop these rules, as well as the solutions and the negotiations and the compromises that need to happen for this policy to advance. I think that aspect is going to be critical for medical students to maybe not understand and maybe not study, but at least be aware of that when they're practicing the future of their medicine is the discussions that are being have that are being had right now. And so to be aware of that right now, and then later on when you're a physician, when you're practicing, It'll be the medicine that's affecting you. And so you want to be, you want to take an active role as a provider who offers their input, whether it's to HIMSS, whether it's to a national organization, or whether it's to the government directly. You stand to gain a lot from offering your voice and your experiences as the boots on the ground to this greater discussion of how we handle our healthcare. I certainly didn't know a lot of what I've learned after this summer before this internship. Uh, I can certainly tell you a lot of my peers in medical school don't know what meaningful use is, um, but definitely know what electronic health records are. That being said, we don't have any experience working with electronic health records as preclinical students, even though we have clinical experiences. Personally, I grew up uh, with my mom as a physician, and recently, within the past few years, I've definitely heard her complaints of transitioning to the electronic health record system. Um, I did not know how immersed in the field I would be coming to the Institute for eHealth Policy, um, but I just knew I wanted to learn about how policy affects how we practice healthcare, and this internship was the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, and it's challenging me to think of ways, and I think Navid as well, uh, to how to incorporate health policy, health IT into our medical educational experience, Um, whether it's through our clinics, student-run clinics, whether it's through talking to our administrators. These are all just thoughts that we have um, trying to go forward and, and how to better prepare future physicians to deal with this new delivery of healthcare.
A lot of the work that we've been doing on the Congressional Affairs team is preparing for National Health IT Week. National Health IT Week is kind of like the Lollapalooza of health information technology. Um, this year it's going to be uh, October 5th to October 9th, and the Policy Summit is specifically on the 7th and the 8th. So the Policy Summit is an opportunity for HIMSS volunteers and HIMSS members to go to the Hill and really confront their congressional uh, officials and ask them for the policies that HIMSS is in favor of and that they're in favor of um, when they consider forming new legislation. So uh, th th those are in the form of congressional asks. And uh, this year we're focusing on telehealth, cybersecurity, health information exchange. Um, in addition to that, there's the M Health Summit. Um, the M Health Summit is a large, large forum. Uh, it's an international conference um, where the exchange of ideas and research occurs to help improve you know, mobile and connected health. So this kind of is where telehealth can come in um, and really seeing the new technologies, all of the new healthcare startups, healthcare devices that are really gonna change the way we practice healthcare. So it's a real, real Silicon Valley-ish experience. Um, and this year, it's actually November 8th to the 11th. Hims loves to involve students in this conference just because there's such a great ability to network. There's such a great ability to educate yourself at really all levels. If you're a beginner, all the way if to if you know how to code, if you're getting interested in learning more about informatics and how to perhaps even better implement EHR systems in your own medical school or your own free clinic, there are opportunities to land travel grants. There are opportunities to get scholarships and there are opportunities to submit abstracts if you have done research in the realm of health IT. So definitely avail to this opportunity. It's a massive, massive conference and it's a great way to really set yourself up to meet those in the industry that are making a difference. Healthcare is a relatively slow industry in incorporating information technology into its processes and into its outputs. And largely that's derived from the fact that healthcare is very, very different from a lot of other industries in terms of the information that it manages and also the outcomes. With healthcare, the information is so varied. There's so much of it. And an interesting facet is that you don't really know what's important information. Something that might seem uh, just regular, run of the mill at first, could a few years later or even a few weeks later become important information as the health of a person develops. On the other hand, outcomes are pretty different in healthcare as opposed to a lot of other industries. In healthcare, oftentimes there could be a life or death situation at stake or even a great, great change to someone's quality of life. Now, in keeping with that or in, in kind of understanding uh, that or acknowledging that, we also want to point out that healthcare does have a lot to learn from other industries. Primarily, you could look at the transportation industry. You could also look at the agriculture and the manufacturing industries. They have made huge yields and improvement due to automation, due to logistics, and due to analytics. These machines and these algorithms and the software has all enabled them to provide higher quality products and to also provide a workforce with less stress and better coordination. A lot of times just for us humans things have gotten so complex, so complicated that we can't keep all the processes just in our mind and so it's helpful to have the aid of health information or just information technology in general to help us 
produce products to help us better provide services and to help us provide better coordinated services. All right, so born out of the experiences we've had this summer, in this kind of a non-traditional summer, we've still done a little bit of research, but it's been a different type of research. It's been research about healthcare. It's, it's really developed a newfound appreciation for HIT and for the system of healthcare at large. A lot of us, the way that we practice medicine will be profoundly changed in the years and decades to come, and it's been great to kind of get a glimpse at the process and the development of how those changes will come. It's reinvigorated us to become a part of this process, to realize that our voices as clinicians, as leaders in the healthcare system are valuable and necessary, and because we're the ones who have some of the closest relationships caring for patients, we should be some of the loudest voices when it comes to policymaking. Certainly, and as medical students in this kind of non-traditional experience, we've been challenged to think about what we can take out of this and contribute back to the medical student community, and thinking about our education um, and how we can improve the exposure of health information technology or the electronic health record to our to our aspiring group of physicians uh, in medical schools across the country. Uh, Navita and I have already been super lucky to work with TIGER, the TIGER initiative, which is actually a nursing informatics initiative um, focusing on providing educators, students, and professionals with the tools needed to become proficient in informatics and using uh, those tools in, in the clinic. Um, and actually, Tiger's transitioning into becoming an interdisciplinary initiative. So we've been able to be part of the conversation and helping them shape around uh, what they already have to offer around the medical school education and what they can do to specifically tend to the needs and the necessities for medical students. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we've been able to challenge how we uh, look at the usage of EHR in our training, EHR being the electronic health record, you know, thinking about our current curriculums, um, which are already jam-packed as it is, uh, what are the opportunities at each school um, to incorporate exposure to the electronic health record? For example, I can think about and I'm sure many medical students across the country can share this sentiment of standardized patient experiences. Uh, as a preclinical student finishing my first year, I already have had a fair amount of uh, you know, standardized patient encounters, um, trying to learn about communication skills, and uh, there's never been a computer in the room when I go see a standardized patient. And it's crazy to think, but a computer in the room can change the entire dynamic of how I'm going to interact with the patient and how I'm going to talk to the patient, how I position myself, how do I make the patient feel the most comfortable. Um, and these are things that we're not being told and don't cost any money um, to do. So I know that be, from shadowing, there's always a computer in the room. And maybe having medical students early on get that training or just be able to put be put in that environment cannot so awkwardly transition into having a computer in the room. Um, in addition to that, uh, we have our clinics that are an opportunity and um, maybe allowing more students to input information into 
the cl- student-run clinic electronic health record. And Navid, I'm sure you shared these sentiments as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to your earlier point about laptops and computers in the room with standardized patients, it really doesn't even need to be a computer. It could just be a cardboard box. But we need that idea of the workflow of interacting with a patient, how we will interact with patients in the future. We're not, we're not participating in standardized scenarios so that we learn simply how to take a medical history so that we simply can memorize old cards. We're doing that to model what it will be like to take all the different facets of what it will be like to take a medical history. That includes maintaining eye contact. That includes making the patient feel comfortable. And having a computer in the room or having something where you need to enter in information or you need to kind of balance your your perspective is is important and it will facilitate our next generation of physicians. Now, there are different types of EHRs. Um, one of my own schools has actually shown that they're using a free EHR in our clinic and are maybe even in the future transitioning to building our own EHR system. And so there's a lot of different schools across the spectrum of usage in EHR, and we would like to ask you guys to engage your administration, engage your faculty to help introduce EHR and HIT into your learning curriculum in whatever way is possible, small and large. How do you see the state of health information technology in the clinic? Tell us about your frustrations regarding health technology at adlib at amsa.org. This episode was produced and edited by Pete Thompson and myself, Rachel Glassford, with help from Christine Camizio and Carol Clark. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer. AMSA AdLib is available through iTunes, so you and your friends can subscribe directly through your iPhone's podcasts or iTunes apps. Let us know what health technology training you receive at your institution. Email us at adlib at amsa.org. Thank you for listening. AMSA AdLib is supported by the Academic Group. Students on a clinical elective, a rotation, or just observing are required to carry short-term medical malpractice insurance. The Academic Group offers AMSA members worldwide a 10% discount on this coverage. Visit our website for details at amsa.org slash academic group.